Hello, welcome to this late Friday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So I was trying to wait a bit to record this because, you know, you never know what you're about to I know we spoke to the media at around 3 or 3.30 today, but even you know, after doing that, he sometimes still likes to make moves. So, you know, I wanted to wait and make sure the Penguins didn't do anything unexpected. They did not. And we just had only two signings today for the Penguins. Evan Rodriguez was, of course, brought back on a one-year deal worth 700 k And then Mark Jankowski was also brought to the team on a one-year deal worth 700 k Welcome Mark Jankowski to the Pittsburgh Penguins for his first time being here. So on the show today, we're just going to talk about those signings. We'll get my thoughts on those. Just how they were just depth additions, and then we'll also talk about free agency as a whole and how it was predicted that it was not going to be as busy as it normally would be. But, you know, there were still some really bad contracts uh, handed out today, so we're going to touch on those as well. But first off for the Penguins, it wasn't surprising that they did bring back Evan Rodriguez. I mean, it's also like a peak Jim Rutherford moment. I even tweeted out that he's kind of like a walking meme because he gets Evan Rodriguez in in the deal for Dominic Cahoon and then Connor Sherry, of course, and then... About a few months later, he dumps him to the Toronto Maple Leafs to get Kasperi Kapanen in that big package. And then not two full months later, they bring back Evan Rodriguez on a one-year deal worth 700 k It's just a total Jim Rutherford experience. It was just bound to happen. It really just makes me laugh at this point how Jim Rutherford operates. Like I said, he's just a walking meme at this point. But signing Rodriguez does make some sense. I mean, Josh Yoey tweeted out earlier today, he said, yeah, Penguins management coaches thought Rodriguez was one of the best players during their training camp leading up to the series against Montreal. And when I saw that, it's like, then why the hell wasn't he getting playing time? I even said on this podcast, in case some of you guys have not listened um, to this podcast before, I thought Rodriguez should have had a fair shot to play in that series against Montreal. I mean, I liked what he was giving them during his time in the regular season. I know he only played a few games for them, but he had a couple really, really nice goals. I know one of them was definitely against the Devils, I think, in their last game before the pause. I think it was a 5-2 to two final. Just rifled it over their goaltender. It was a gorgeous slap shot. And I just I wanted to see more of him. And, you know, if they're going to talk him up like, oh, yeah, he's doing so great in training camp, then why the hell is he not getting a spot in the lineup over someone like 40-year-old Patrick Marlowe who was just not doing anything for them during the playoffs so it was just really really odd why he didn't get a roster spot I mean I guess right now you're probably penciling in him in on the third line I think Jim Rutherford talked today to the media after the two signings were announced he said yeah we see Rodriguez on the third line right now so we're going to get into the full lineup of what I think it's going to look like going into this season um, in a little bit but he's probably going to be the third line right winger if I had to guess right now, because especially with Zach Aston Reese being hurt, he's going to miss probably the first couple months of the season. I think he's going to be back in February, March, somewhere like that, just because of the surgery that he had. There's definitely going to be another open roster spot. You know, see Colton Sevier on the fourth line or Sam Lafferty. And then when Aston Reese comes back, probably one of those guys will be out of it. But so I'm going to table that discussion for later in this episode. But I mean, it's still one year, 700K. It's low risk, high reward. If you can get like 10 to 12 goals out of him in the bottom six, I think you're totally fine. He's good He's good defensively. He can play on the penalty kill. I know some people have already been saying, yeah, you know, why are you loading up on defensive specialists? You want more offense on that third line. And hey, I agree with you. In a perfect world or just in a better world, I would want the Penguins to have a more offensive third line and give Jared McCann competent offensive line mates because I think he has more upside than Nick Benino did. I was having a conversation with Marcus earlier, who's one of my really, really good friends, and he agreed with that too. 
And I just don't think surrounding McCann with two defensive specialists will be good for him with his two-year contract that he agreed to. I mean, you maybe could have put Nick Cousins down there. He just signed a very cheap deal. I mean, Vinny Hinostroza, I think he went down to Florida, if I'm not mistaken. That would have been fine to play with Jared McCann. I just, I wish they would have went for players with more offensive upside, though. I'm not going to get mad at players signing here for one year, 700K. That's just, that's the least of my uh, worries at this point. And then let's just get to the Jankowski thing. I mean, this signing hinges on if he can get back to the level that he was playing at during 2017, 18 and 2018, 19, because he scored 14 goals or more in both of those two seasons. And then this past season, he has five goals and seven points. So, I mean, like if he can get back to the level that he displayed before this season, this is going to be a slam dunk signing. For the Penguins, especially at 700K. I mean, 14 goals, you're making 700K, and you have a really good defensive impact on the team. That's just a flat-out steal. There's no other way to say it, to be honest with you guys. So I think my grade for Jim Rutherford today, I'm going to give him maybe a B. I mean, he didn't really overpay for anyone. Thank God he doesn't have the cap space to do it. He signed two players for 700K each. That's $1.4 for the seller cap. They still have, I think, a little less than $3 million of cap space to work with. Not really sure if there's going to be any other moves. I know Jim Rutherford did say they want to go out and sign a right-handed depth defenseman. I think Troy Stetcher is still out there in free agency. You can go and get him pretty cheap. That would make a lot of sense, and he can compete for that number six job behind Chad Ruedel. So, I mean, I just don't really expect a lot more from Jim Rutherford this offseason. Basically, all the moves have been made. So, he's swapped out Patrick Hornquist, Jack Johnson, Matt Murray, Justin Schultz, and Nick Bukestad. And he's brought in Mike Matheson, Evan Rodriguez, Kisberry Kapanen, and Mark Jankowski. Do I think they're a better team with those moves? I'm going to say yes, though the bottom six does concern me. We all know how good they are in their top six. is absolutely loaded. You can roll out Jake Ensel next to Sidney Crosby because Barry Kapanen, and then you can roll out Jason Zucker next to Evgeny Malkin and Brian Russ. That's one of the five best top sixes in hockey, I think. I know because Barry Kapanen in an ideal world would be on your third line, but I think he should be able to be okay in your top six, but I mean, that's also me hoping, I think, at this point. And then... You get to your bottom six, and I like Jared McCann, two-year deal, below $3 million per. If his shooting percentage can go back to the way it was, he would be perfectly fine as the third-line center. I just don't like all these defensive specialists in the bottom six, because, you know, in 2016, you know, 2017, 2009, the Penguins had a scoring third line. 2009, you have Matt Cook with Jordan Stahl and Tyler Kennedy. It's one of the best third lines in the entire league. 2016, Carl Haglund, Nick Benino, Phil Kessel. One of the best third lines in the entire league. And then 2017, you still have Nick Menino down there. Phil Kessel was also playing down there at times. And then also Carl Haglund was down there most of the time. So you had an offensive third line. But now you're just going to put some defensive specialists down there. And like I said, I know they make 700K, but I would just rather you put the defensive specialists on the fourth line and then try to build your third line to be more offensively like minded. I just don't want your entire bottom six to be defensively minded because... I think CK, you know, 404 response to from Penguins Twitter said that said it best. You know, the top two lines are loaded. The bottom two should probably st- stifle and chip in every now and then. That's the hope. I mean, if you can get 12 to 14 goals out of March and Kelsey, get him back to where he used to be, get maybe 10 to 12 goals out of Evan Rodriguez, Jared McCann gets back to being like a 15 to 20 goal scorer, that's a good third line. But there's a lot of ifs in that statement because I'm not really sure any of that can happen. The Penguins are going to hope that it happens, but... Will it? Who knows? And then for your fourth line, Zach Astermese, he's not going to score a lot. He's a really good shutdown winger. 
Brandon Tanev is kind of the same. He's elite defensively. His shot suppression numbers are outstanding. But if he can provide a little more offense, I think that it can go a long way for this bottom six. And then Teddy Bluger is blossoming, I think, before our very eyes. He's going to be a really good bottom six center for this team. So, I mean, I still, at this point, like my big wish list for this offseason, they can get some more punch on the third line with some offensive scoring, though I don't really think it's going to happen at this point just because of the signings. And then, you know, where does this leave Colton Sevier? You know, it almost just seems like he's going to get dealt before he plays a game because Rutherford was talking today about how he sees the third line right now as Jared McCann on the wing, which is just no thanks. Mark Jankowski as the center, no thanks. And then Evan Rodriguez on the wing. I'm fine with Rodriguez on the right wing. He's a right-handed shot, but I'd rather you just play McCann at center and give him a full season's ride there and then put Jankowski on the wing. And if you need someone else to come in and take draws like Jankowski has done over the course of his career, he can go in and do it. I really don't see the problem with that. You don't need a defensively-minded center in Jankowski. You, you need someone in there like McCann who has more offensive upside and can hopefully bounce back after what was a very rough second half of the season for McCann. So those are basically my thoughts on the moves. I'll give Jim Rutherford a B. He didn't have the money to overpay. Thank the Lord on that. And he just made the team deeper, especially in the bottom six, even though I wish they would have added some more offensively gifted players to the bottom six. So, you know, still the offseason is young at this point, and there could still very well be moves made during the course of this offseason as free agent frenzy has only just begun. There's still a lot of really good players out there that have not been signed. But before we get to our next segment, it is time to talk about Bilko. There's a lot of walls that I have to break through in my everyday life. You know, one of the biggest things is honestly just getting out of bed every morning because I just like to lay in bed and just go on Twitter and all that. But Bilko, it's the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Bilko every single day. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. There's three delicious flavors, chocolate mint, chocolate coconut, and peanut butter honey. One of my favorites is the peanut butter honey, to be honest. There's an offer. You can go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get $20 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for $20 off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. But we also cannot forget about DoorDash between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails. You've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. It's the app that brings your food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is very easy. You can open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, guys, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, guys, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So for the rest of the show, let's just, you know, we're just going to go over what happened around the free agent market today. Uh, let's just start with Matt Murray because... I did not see him getting four years, $6.25 million per year. Hey, well, let's just we'll clap for Matt Murray right there. I mean, congratulations to him. He's never going to have to worry about money for the rest of his life. But that is just a ridiculous contract from the Ottawa Senators. I did not see him getting that much. I am very thankful that the Penguins did not even entertain the idea of giving him that contract because that would have just screwed up their salary cap situation worse than it already is. So thank goodness for Jim Rutherford for sending him to Ottawa. But also, I mean, I think Ottawa just also has to get to the cap floor. I don't think they're near it still right now. And Oh yeah, they have to ice an NHL caliber roster. I remember Travis Yost was a 
tweeting yesterday. He was like, guys, like, are you surprised that Ottawa is doing this stuff? They have to build a competitive roster. You need a goalie. They're in a mega rebuild right now. They're going to stink again next season, even with Matt Murray. So they have to just add players because, I mean, what are you going to ice your whole AHL team? I mean, that would be pretty pointless if you ask me. So yeah, they got to spend money at some point. I was just very, very stunned that they gave Matt Murray a 6.25 million per year contract over four years. That was just ridiculous it still is ridiculous uh whenever i saw that i thought back to the um i think it was the bob mckenzie meme from a few years ago i think with Derek england going to the flames and it was like that's per year and they were like yup it sure was that was just all i always think back to that clip I, i'm trying to find that clip on youtube i don't know where it is i just i know i've seen that clip so many times throughout the years some um, other deals today that really caught my eye that just really made me laugh of course we got to start with jack johnson as well going to the new york rangers on a one-year deal i think 1.2 million for that deal just what a yikes you know first day of free agent frenzy and jack johnson is one of the players that gets a contract and the penguins will be playing against him four to five times so that's absolutely perfect what a big dub for the penguins with that one i can't wait to see how they just toast jack johnson and i don't know where they're going to play him in the lineup hopefully in the on the top pairing with uh, Adam Fox that would be absolutely hysterical but probably not they're probably gonna play him on the bottom pairing with I don't even know at this point I, I don't really know the Rangers defense that well you know oh maybe him and Tony D'Angelo that would be a hilarious pairing but you know maybe I don't know if they're gonna do that either and then the other one Justin Schultz two-year deal to the Washington Capitals four million per season I first saw that from Darren Durger I was like are the Capitals out of their minds? I don't know what version of Justin Schultz the Capitals think they're getting, but it's not the 2016 version of him walking through that door, and it certainly is not the 2017 version of him walking through that door when he had basically 50 points when Chris Letang was hurt for most of that season. I've seen some Capitals fans on Twitter trying to justify that signing. Oh yeah, like look at his possession without Jack Johnson. Look at his expected goals without Jack Johnson. It's like, okay, I mean, any Jack Johnson's going to drive down anyone, first of all. And if you actually took the time and watched Justin Schultz on a nightly basis, he was pretty bad when he was not on the ice with Jack Johnson or if he was on the ice with Jack Johnson. His level of play has just dipped quite a bit these last few years. Ever since that ankle injury, honestly, in 2017-18, it just hasn't really been the same for him since. And I was having like a good conversation with a good friend of mine on Twitter who's just a great Capitals fan. Uh, Baltimore Davey. Dave, if you ever listen to this podcast, um, well, thank you for one. And I just want you to know I love you. You know, we were having like a good debate about the signing. You know, he always has to put it in his uh, Mike Matheson dig in there because his contract is until 2026, which is a fictional year at this point. But I mean, I just don't think Justin Schultz is going to get back near to the level that he played at in 2016 and 17. You know, they can put him on a top four pairing with Dmitry Orlov, but I don't really expect Dmitry Orlov to be able to carry Justin Schultz. That's just not going to happen at this point. I can get a team taking a flyer on him, signing him to like a, a short-term deal, two to three million per, but four million per for him after the level that he's had these last few seasons, you know, watching him on a nightly basis, just barf all over himself in the defensive zone and yes I get it he's played with Jack Johnson a lot these last couple seasons but he's also played a good amount of minutes away from him and sure you know maybe his possession or expected goals for a percentage goes up a little bit it's not by much so I really have a hard time seeing how that signing is going to be a good one in Washington I just feel like Justin Schultz just has lost all of his steps at this point you know, I think Jesse Marshall said it best that's about 3.1 million more than I would have paid him after the, like the last couple years of his on ice results and especially I me mean, honestly going back to 2017-18 where the, the decline really started for Schultz 
But honestly, like there wasn't really like a lot of other signings to laugh at today. I mean, we did see Jacob Markstrom go to the Calgary Flames six years by six million per. That's they're gonna regret that by like year two or three. I'm never a fan of giving goalies that much term and especially that much money. Jacob Markstrom, I think, is a good goaltender, but is he worth that six million per year that he's gonna be getting from the Flames? Hell no, he's not. I don't think he's ever going to live up to that contract. And like I said, the term especially, that's just a no-go for me. And Jim Benning actually made a good move and decided not to bring back Markstrom. That Holtby contract was actually a hell of a deal. Two years, $4.3 million for him. $4.3 million per, I should say. I know he had a bad season this past year, but I honestly thought someone was going to give him like $5.5 to $6.5 million per or something like that. So the fact that Benning was able to get him for not even $4.5 million per season for those two years, that's awesome. And he's going to be, I think, of it eligible to be in the Seattle expansion draft because, of course, they're going to protect Thatcher Demko. So, you know, that's a great move there by Jim Benning to sign Holpe. Of course, he's going to be starting next year and the season after that unless he's not taken by Seattle. But then after that, if he's not taken by Seattle, you can just hand the reins over to Thatcher Demko, who I'm sure is going to be ready by then. But okay, before we get to our next seven round, I'm going to talk about more good deals during this free agency. I know I talked about a lot of the bad deals that we saw today. It is now time to talk about Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is very straightforward. You can go to GetRoman.com and complete an online visit. You can go to GetRoman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash NHL. One more time, GetRoman.com slash NHL. So, Welcome back to this episode of Locked on Penguins Podcast. I'm not going to keep you guys here too, too long, just probably a couple minutes. I think the best deal that we saw today was that Kevin Shattenkirk won with the Ducks. I think it was like three years, $3.9 million per season or something like that. They're going to get good value out of them. I honestly thought someone was going to sign Shattenkirk to like four and a half to $5 million per or something like that. But Bob Murray definitely, I think, won the day with that. They can stick him in the top four. He was really good offensively this last season for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know the Lightning are pretty stacked, but the numbers that he put up were good. Defensively, he was much, much improved. That's a slam dunk signing for the Ducks. And even though they're not really going to be competing that hard next year, I know they have John Gibson in that and anything's really possible with that. That's still just a great, great signing by Bob Murray. And before we do get to another, some other good signings, just wanted to report right now. Well, it's just been reported by Elliot Friedman, so I'm just going to be saying it on this podcast. I don't know why I said I'm going to be reporting it because, you know, I'm not an actual hockey insider like Elliot Friedman. But apparently Chris Tanev is closing in on a move to go to the Calgary Flames. So I'm excited to see that contract and see if that's an overpayment. We all know the Penguins had a lot of interest in Chris Tanev. Thank God another team was able to bail Jim Rutherford out of that mistake, even though the Penguins just don't have a lot of cap space right now anyway. But anywho, back to the good signings. Nick Cousins to Nashville. That's a great one too. Two years, I think a million and a half per season. He's good defensively and he can put up some offense. That was another player that I was hoping the Penguins would go after. 
I know I didn't say it on the podcast, so I just, I totally forgot that he was a free agent until just like right after. So, you know, that's my fault. Um, Here's another one. This is a good one. TJ Brody, four years, five million per. Brody was much better this season for the Flames. He actually, I think, was playing with Giordano for most of his minutes. His possession went up. His production went up. Just a much better year for Bodie. He gets rewarded handsomely. He can play on the left side for Toronto. I don't think they're going to put him on the top pairing. Of course, that's Morgan Riley's job. So I guess they're just going to put him right behind Riley. I mean, that's perfectly fine for where he is right now in his career. And breaking news. So it looks like the Chris Tanev signing four years, four and a half million per season in Calgary. Thank God Jim Rutherford did not do that because if he had cap space, he would totally would have went five years, five million per for Chris Tanev because he just never learns his lesson in free agency. Tanev's decline is already here. He's gotten worse defensively over these last couple of seasons. Brad Trelevin just couldn't help himself pay Chris Tanev four and a half million per for four years. That's going to be a great candidate to have a buyout in the next couple of years that contract is just going to be really bad i think for the flames but anywho just a couple more signings that i thought were really good today cam talbot to minnesota i think that's going to be fine he was good for calgary this past season and minnesota needed a goalie and he's an upgrade over devin dunick that's all i'll say and they didn't really have to pay out of the bank to get him so i'm fine with that it's a good move by billy garen I don't mind Kyle Turris to Edmonton. I think it was like what, what a two-year deal. It's he's barely making, I think, a couple million per year. He's good. That's a good potential bounce back candidate for next season. So I guess we're just gonna have to see on that. I don't really mind the Henrik Lundqvist deal with the Capitals. I mean, it's just gonna be really weird seeing Lundqvist there as a Capital anyway. But as a from a Penguins standpoint, the Penguins have just owned Lundqvist ever since the 2016 uh, playoff series where they dispatched the Rangers in five games. So I couldn't care less if Henrik Lundqvist is going to the Capitals. But other than that, I think that's basically it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm sure there's gonna be more moves made over the next couple of days. We did see Tory Krug go to the St. Louis Blues today. I think it's like seven years, six and a half million per little too rich, I think, for my taste. And apparently, Tory Krug, he was really shading the Bruins after that announcement came out. Basically said they hadn't had contract talks in a year. Um, that's embarrassing, Don Sweeney. Uh, I'm sure Bruins fans are not going to take that well. But yeah, that's just, that's very embarrassing that Don Sweeney did not have contracts with him in over a year. Well, at least that's according to Tory Krug. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. We'll be back with five more episodes coming next week. Go Steelers this weekend. Go Hokies this weekend. Big matchup against North Carolina for Virginia Tech. And then, of course, for the Steelers, big matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you all again on Monday.